1: Celebrate.
2: Twenty minutes a day, three hundred sixty-five days a year.
3: This is the Pack a Day podcast.
4: Welcome, everyone, to another edition of the Pack a Day podcast. Thank you again for taking the time to join us for today's episode. My name is Dan Kotnick, and to get you ready for another. Uh positional group breakdown here for you on the Pack and A podcast as you've been listening the last couple of days. Talking defensive linemen today are the two guys that have joined me this whole month of April to break down everything draft wise. It's uh two of the smartest draft guys. I know it's Paul Bretel and Mark Eckel. Gentlemen, how are you doing today? And most importantly, of course, as I've learned, how is the weather out there? <laughs>
5: Well, in Green Bay, we're on, like, spring number three right now, so that means it's <laughs> warm at least. So got that going for us, but pretty pretty typical spring, but we're in the 60s, so no complaints.
2: Oh, 60s is good for you, right, this time of year?
5: It is. It, it, it ebbs and flows. It really does. <laughs> it's, it's pretty good here. I, it's
2: very, all week was great. Um, I mean, I've been on the beach probably all but one day, and that's just because I didn't a break.
6: It's supposed to
2: it is supposed to rain rain today, which um, that's, that's okay. You know, you can have one day of
4: rain, I guess. Yeah, I'm a i am I moved south for uh, a couple of weeks here. I'm, I'm in Toledo, Ohio, for a couple of weeks, and uh, two days ago we had five inches of snow. Oh, wow. and uh, <laughs> and now today it was actually it was warm enough that I could go outside on the deck and and have a cocktail. When when the sun was not behind the clouds, once it got behind the clouds, then it became too cold. But it was one of those days where, you know, once you, if you're in the shade, it's too cold. But if you're not, it's bearable. I feel like that's typical Midwest kind of stuff, right? Paul, back me up on that. Yeah,
5: 100%. You mentioned the you snow. Oh, I totally forgot that I woke up Wednesday morning. It wasn't five inches, but probably at least an inch of snow on the ground. But it was gone by afternoon, so don't worry, everyone.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah save that snow for when the packers are playing like, you know, Arizona next year or
4: something. Exactly. There we go. <laughs> yeah. We got to bring San Francisco or somebody out there or Tampa Bay. Save it for Tampa Bay next year. That's what we'll do. All right. Um all right, so guys, uh we are looking at the defensive line group as a uh, as a whole today with concerns of the Packers and uh in the upcoming draft as well and uh, you know, we we were kind of having conversations leading up to the the recording today, and yeah, it feels it feels like a very um a weird position group to look at when it comes to, to the Packers because it's a position of need, I, I think. I, I I you know I think uh, from what I've seen a lot of the the uh, mock drafts and stuff like that, you know, they're putting it about like the third or fourth, like highest uh, need for the team this year. And I think it's definitely one that should be focusing on. Um, But it's a weird kind of catch 22 position because as you guys have kind of mentioned, it's, there's really not much, really not much there. So how do you guys, how do you guys uh, overall just kind of see the group with the Packers um, going into the draft? And, what or anything like what is the game plan that you kind of would foresee or forecast them kind of attacking it in the draft
5: I guess for me I'll start by saying this and I think I've said this on here before not in the last month with draft talk but receiver got all the notice for not getting drafted last year I was also surprised very surprised that they didn't touch the interior defensive line at all especially after getting run off the field by San Francisco, like literally run off the field in the NFC championship game. So I was surprised by that. And now as we look ahead to this year, I think everyone's aware this isn't a very deep interior defensive line class. And the Green Bay Packers still have a bunch of question marks. Fortunately, they have Kenny Clark. Kingsley Kiki is someone that we hope to see continue to take a step forward. And he's someone that I think can uh, fare well in this Joe Barry defense lined up in that four tech. But – after that, I mean, Dean Lowry, where does, where does he fit in? And honestly, I think depending on how the draft goes and, I mean, maybe do they try to dabble in free agency still with a cheap signing if they don't get who they like? Like, they can still save over $4 million by cutting Dean Lowry after June 1. Like, I'm not ruling that out at all. Mm-hmm. Tyler Lancaster, he's fine. He's a run stuffer. He does the dirty work that you need some of your interior guys to do, but he He's fine. He's a rotational player. And then you're left with Anthony Rush, Willington Prevalent, Delonte Scott. I mean, those were primarily practice squad players last year. There just isn't a lot here. And for a position, if they can beef it up, you know, if Clark does Kenny Clark things, Kingsley Kiki takes a step forward, and they could even add one more rotational player in who can make some level of impact, there's that positive trickle-down effect. To the other positions, the edge rusher gets a boost. Everyone talks about addressing inside linebacker in this year's draft. I've seen so many mocks with first-round picks, and I agree that's the position that can be upgraded. But you know how else you can help it? Better interior defensive line play. So there's just these question marks around it, and right now, based on obviously their cap space, I'm not expecting them to still dive into free agency by any means, the draft class being what it is. I'm sitting here wondering – how it can be improved and thinking this just kind of might be it
7: mark
2: um, I agree with the beginning of what Paul said. I was surprised they didn't take a defensive lineman last year, although last year's class wasn't wasn't stellar it's better than it's better than this year's this might be the this is without a doubt the worst positional group in this draft i mean if if you rank the positions i would I would think maybe. You could argue whether it's corner or wide receiver, maybe at the top, but there's no doubt that this is at the bottom. I mean, there there shouldn't be a first-round pick. I mean, Barmore from Alabama might go first round. Some people are talking him up like he's really good now. Listen, I watch Alabama all the time. He's okay. He's just okay. Um, he should not be a first-round pick. A team that takes him in the first round is just, you know, reaching for, for a need. Um I, mean, I don't even think he's the best one in the draft, but – um, it's just a bad, for whatever reason, and it happens year to year, there's always one group that isn't very strong, and this year it's defensive line. Um, I think that's why the Packers did two things. I think that's why Dean Lowry is still on the team, number one. And, and I, and again, I'm like the president of, of the Dean Lowry fan club, I guess, because everybody else hates him. <laughs> He's not as bad as people think. He, he actually is, the, the last half of, of last year, I, I thought he played pretty well. Um, you know, he's not gonna get him a lot of sacks and stuff, but he but he, he does a lot of good things. Um he shouldn't be out there as often. And that's that's the problem. and that's why the Packers need depth on the defensive line. Because first mm-hmm. Kenny Clark who's great, I love Kenny Clark. I think he's one of the most underrated players in the game. But he's out there too much too. He he needs a breather every once and again. Lowry shouldn't be out there for 50, 60 snaps a game. And Kiki was playing I thought was really starting to come on and then he got the the concussions. Um, and never kind of get, got got back. But he could be a pretty good player. And the other thing I think that they did, because of this draft being so weak, is why they re-signed Tyler Lancaster. Um, they didn't tender him, if you remember. And then they, they did come to terms on for like a one-year deal for less than what the tender would have been. Because Tyler Lancaster is probably... Uh, he he went un, un, undrafted out of Northwestern. In this group... He would probably be in the middle of the pack. I mean, he he would get drafted out of, out of this group because it's not that strong.
4: Yeah. So, yeah, and that's that's where we kind of come in. Why I say it's like a catch twenty two is the Packers need you, the Packers, Packers fans want. They've been they've been clamoring for that second piece to go right next to Kenny Clark, and you know, there's I, I've heard it so many times is. Why, why are we re-signing Lancaster? Why? Why is Dean Lowry back? Why? You know, you need you need those rotational players, but and you're you're stuck in a position now where it seems like all of the all the options to you here in the draft are sort of those rotational style players. Maybe you maybe you land one and they become you know a bit of a diamond in the rough, right. but. That's that's not that's not the uh that's not the way to draft a successful team is is draft uh, under underperforming players and hope that they turn into something that they weren't in the uh, Well that's, in going
2: happen, that, that's going to happen Danny. It's going to be right. Like there as much as I'm saying this is a down uh class there's going to be somebody. I mm-hmm. don't know and I wish I could tell you who it's going to be. I, I mean, I could guess like anybody else but there's going to be a a, a defensive lineman taken and hopefully by green bay but by by someone in the in the fourth round, fifth round, who's going to turn like – like Mike Daniels. Let's go back to him, right? Yeah. No no one was talking about Mike Daniels prior to that draft. No one had him ranked as one of the better defensive tackles. He was undersized. He was this, that. Packers take him, you know, late fourth round, and he turns out to be a very good player. But there's going to be somebody like him in this draft, a guy that's going to go fourth round. No one's even going to talk about him, you know, Saturday or Sunday after the draft. But you know, by and probably not even this year, but you know down the road, that guy's going to be, hey, that was a pretty good pick they they got this guy in the fourth round, and he's starting and he's contributing and he's and he's a pretty good player. There's always guys like that and this and there's there's a possibility of a lot of these that look like average players or maybe rotational players as as you said, one or two of them is, are are going to become more than that, and it's up to you know the scouting staffs and the front offices to, to to find that guy.
4: Yeah. That's why you pray Brian Gutekunst, the big bucks. <laughs> um, so let me ask you guys then where, who do you, who do you view as the top echelon of, of this class? Uh, you know, we, we talked about the tight ends last week, and it was sort of a similar situation where the, the group as a whole kind of underwhelming, Not not anyone that's that stands out except for Kyle Pitts, who, you know, we we talked about as being maybe the best overall prospect out of this draft class. There's really not that situation here. Everyone's really sort of on the on the same playing field as you guys were kind of talking about off air. So who do you guys view as if you had to pick one as the top prospect in this in this class Paul?
5: Well, I'm going to be a cookie cutter, and I know this will vary from what Mark, but Christian Barmore, uh, he just showed a, a well-rounded game uh, during the 2020 season, both against the run, against the pass. He can line up in multiple gaps. The, the concern, I guess, if I want to, for lack of a better word, is just the one year of experience. That was really the one year as being a full-time starter, the one year showing that level of play. So obviously you hope that they can build off of that, but that also brings some question marks as well. And I see him, you know, I think he's going to go potentially top 20 even just because of the the lack of overall depth in this class uh, at the position, and he seems to be the consensus. We'll see, we'll see on draft night if, if that thought process aligns with what NFL teams are thinking. But if there is this gap between Barmore and everyone else as – we on the outside see and hear about. I, I imagine that he's still going to be a top 20, top 25 pick in this class just because of the limited options that are there and because of what he did show last season. In a perfect world, you'd love to have seen that for at least another season, but it is what it is, and he did flash, like I said, in both the run and passing game. So it's, there's upside, and I think that's going to be the theme with the players that we talk about tonight, with the the draft class in general, the, there's a lot to like about each of these players or pieces to like. But with each player, like I said pre-show, there's a but. You know, as good as Barmore flashed this season, there's a but. There's a but with all these guys, and that's really the common theme here.
4: So, sir, mix a lot, crowd. Um, <laughs> Mark, what about what no. about you? Who do you view as the top? I don't, I don't, it's not Barmore. I, like I said, I'm,
2: I, Barmore's getting that. He's going to go. I, I, hope, I really hope he goes prior to 29, because A, I don't want the Packers taking him. I know some people do. I want no part of him. Um, and second, if he goes, that's going to, that's going to drop, you know,
6: mm-hmm. a
2: corner, a wide receiver, a linebacker, an offensive tackle, something else down to the Packers. So yeah, I, I want him to go early. Um, I think that team's going to get an okay player. I mean, I don't think he's. I mean, he he rotated at Alabama. I mean, you know, I don't. I just I'm not sold on the guy. I like. I'm I'm going to let the guy who I have top. I'm going to let Paul say his name because I can't say it. Kid from Washington, Paul
5: Levi and Wuzurike.
2: Yeah, him. Uh, (laughs) I think I think he's again, and I don't love him, but I think I think he's the the best all around. Um. You know I, don't know, I mean, it's hard to praise a guy that I'm not crazy about, but I think he can do some things better than the rest. He, you know, he didn't play last year, which is a is a strike against him too. I guess he he opted out. Um, so again, there's not as much on him as there is a Barmore. So he he's going to go after Barmore. He he probably won't go to second round. Um, I mean, there's a chance somebody takes him late, but I don't I don't see it. But a guy that I another guy that I like. Um I think you know, I think he might be even be lower. But that's um Davion Nixon from from Iowa. Um he's very athletic. He can um he, and he's got good size. He's six three, three oh five. I mean that's not a I could see, I mean, if he falls far enough, that wouldn't be a he could be a Packers like Iowa guys, right? A little bit.
4: Yeah. Absolutely. And he's a Wisconsin kid.
2: Oh, is he from I didn't realize that. Oh yeah, I did yeah. know. So, I mean, that's that it's funny um, people, you know, I, I hate comparing guys coming out to current NFL players, but everybody does it. Well, the guy that they compare Nixon to is Kenny Clark. Now I don't think he's anywhere near that talented, but it's not a, a bad guy to be compared to, especially if we're looking at the Packers. If the Packers want a guy to play with Kenny Clark, why not get a guy that's being compared to Kenny Clark, right?
4: Yeah, that, that's fair. Um so speaking of of Kenny Clark, and kind of bring it back to the to the Packers, I, I don't know if we want to spend a lot of time on a lot of these other prospects because, like you guys kind of said, it's it's all very uh, there's upsides and then there's there's downsides for each of it. It's it's a very kind of mixed bag. Everyone's kind of at the same playing field. So I, what I want to ask you guys then is, from your perspective, if you're the Packers and you could uh, do the magic wand and pick any of these players doesn't matter uh you know round or wherever, if you just could pick a pick a player from this group to plug in on the defensive line play next to Kenny Clark and and be sort and and just be the be the pick that you want to have the kind of guy that you want to have next to Kenny Clark who is the pro, is there a prospect in this draft that kind of fits that mold best for you Mark I mean, it doesn't matter what round you're saying. Yeah, yeah, just just you you just pick a guy and say like, if I could have anybody out of this group to plug into here, no matter it doesn't matter where I draft him, it just put him in here, and this is the best fit for the Packers.
2: I'm gonna say Nixon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with Nixon, even over to the guy whose name I can't say, um, because I think like I just think, and again from what I'm, mean, and again we don't we haven't seen Joe Barry's defense yet, right. Ross did a great story in that Cheesehead TV draft guide. I don't want to – I don't know if we should be plugging other things, but um, on what the defense should look like,
6: Mm
2: -hmm. um, really good story. Um, Now, if he's right, it's different than what it is. This defensive alignment is going to – even though they're still in a 3-4, what they're asking from their guys are going to be different kind of things, and it looks like they want more um, athletic – pass rushing type defensive lineman as opposed to the Tyler Lancaster type, say, right? So Nixon, I think, has probably, to, he has some pass rush to him. And he's, like I said, he's pretty athletic, um, good size. I mean, he's certainly not not undersized. Um, so, yeah, you put a gun to my head and say, which one do I want? I'm, I'm going to take Nixon.
8: Credit Karma has always been there to help you make better financial decisions. And now they want to help you even more. With a Credit Karma Money Spend Account, you can be rewarded for good money habits. Credit Karma Money is a brand new checking account where you can win cash reimbursements for making purchases. Just pay with your debit card, and if you win, you'll be notified on the spot, and your Instant Karma cash will be added back to your spend account. Open your FDIC insured spend account for free. There's no minimum balance requirements, no overdraft fees, and free withdrawals from a network of over 50,000 ATMs. See rules. Banking services provided by MVB Bank Incorporated. Member FDIC. Maximum balance and transfer limits apply.
5: I'm going to consider, I do like that selection, but I'm going to take into account the the value of the pick, you know, round one versus round mm-hmm. five, that kind of stuff. Um, so I'm going to go with Bobby Brown from Texas A&M. He's not the, you know, he's not Nixon and Wuzerike, Barmore. He's a day three selection but I think that he will fit well with what the Packers want to do. Uh, and what Mark said, that article from Ross in the Chiefshead TV Daf guide was fantastic. And one of the things that Ross noted in there was that in Barry's defense is going to be the nose tackle and then two interior guys who line up at the four-tech uh, position. So right now on the roster, that nose tackle position is really, it's Kenny Clark. But if they can bring in a nose tackle in the draft, Bobby Brown being that player, that allows them to kick Kenny Clark outside where he can be a more effective player. He has the potential to wreck a game more from that alignment. And anytime you can bring that potential into the mix, obviously that's something you want to do. Bobby Brown, he's tested incredibly well, uh, 9.82 on the relative athletic scoring table. Uh, and even though he's known as a more of a run stuffer, like I said, he's a zero tech and nose tackle. That's his job. With any of these nose tackles, you don't want to be checking the, the stat sheet every Sunday night, Monday morning for sacks and pressures. That's not their job. That's not what they're there to do. But this last season, he still had five sacks and 16 pressures. So that's noticeable as well. Someone who can still, you know, penetrate the gap and still get after the quarterback, even though that's not their main job detail. One thing I will add was uh, on a few of these different sites that do these pre-draft reports, uh, lackadaisical was a word that I saw in, in high variance. When the highs are high, the lows, they can be low. But the athleticism is there. The positional fit need for the Green Bay Packers is there. So that's someone on day three that I do really like that, isn't going to cost a premium draft pick, but could still make a decent impact given uh, his fit with this team as well as the upside that he has.
2: You know, I agree with everything that you just said, but i that's why I asked, you, round doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, I'm not taking Nixon in the second round. If he's right. going, if, if someone takes him in the second round, God bless him and them, and, you know, Packers aren't – I don't want – yeah, I'm with you, Paul, as we said prior to the show. And I don't want the Packers to even start looking at these guys until Saturday. Mm-hmm. And it's funny, you brought up Bobby Brown. I did one of those um, simulator drafts mm-hmm. that everybody – sorry, let me just let me do it. <laughs>
5: um, Mark joined the buzz and did a simulator well, I, I draft. I
2: had to do it when I was covering the Eagles. <laughs> um, um, like Elliot Shore Parks, who was my partner, we used to do them like every so often and, we and we would put mine my, my picks up and his picks up and the fans would vote on who which one which one of us did better and stuff. But anyway, um it's funny, I did one just today and uh I got Bobby Brown in the fourth round. There we go. You would
5: like that, right? I do. I think and another work. another name that I know we talked about that would kind of fill that role too is only McNeil from NC State. For the Packers um, I talked to. They have. Yep, they have uh, met with him. I'm not sure where he's going to fall. I think third, fourth round range, but obviously that's just a guess at this point. But probably not in the you're... Packers'
2: fourth round range,
5: though. No, that's a good point. No, probably not in the Pack because what's their first one, 135 or something yeah, like that? Yeah, the ends.
2: other one's really like a fifth. You think
5: right. Yeah. And Mark already said it, but we were talking about this pre-show. I, I think we all agree that we don't expect the Green Bay Packers to address this need on the first two days just because of the – the How thin the class is mm-hmm. and how loaded it is at other positions of need, receiver, tackle, mm-hmm. offensive tackle, yeah. cornerback. So I think, I don't, I assume that that's going to uh, irritate some fans. Oh, shoot, they're ignoring another big need again. Well, sometimes it's the floor cool. doesn't fall the way the value's not there. That's, right. it's not all in their control in that regard.
2: I, mean, I think the Packers are kind of fortunate in that the defensive line's a need, there's no doubt about it, but corner and wide receiver needs as well. And, and the the class is loaded at both of those positions.
6: Mm-hmm.
2: So I mean, and why? I, and I'm saying the reason I'm saying wide receiver is a need because I don't think it's as big a need as as like it's it's not a big need for for 2021. I think they're fine, but there's nobody signed past 2021. So
6: mm-hmm.
2: going based off the way the Packers have drafted the last couple of years, it will be a need in 2022. So that's what that's how they usually that's History tells us that the, this front office, anyway, drafts more with an eye on the following year than they do the immediate. So, with that said, I think I think the Packers are going to take a wide receiver early this year. I really, I, mean, I really do.
5: And this is slightly off topic, but on, I, earlier this week, Field Yates, VSPN, tweeted out like a consensus big board top 100, and 44 of the top 100 players are either a receiver, a cornerback, or an offensive tackle. And that's so that bodes no, very dream. well for the Green Bay Packers.
2: Yeah, and there's some linebackers yeah. too that aren't been. Yeah, there are. Yeah.
4: Yeah, you can't it's not Madden where you can go and pick every, you know, every player that you want and and get in there. That that's that's, that's 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 the strategy. This is the part this is the part of the strategy that you love, you know, trying to find trying to find the guys that the positions that you need that aren't just the obvious ones. I, 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 pretty much everyone can go look at the wide receiver class right now and pick about eight guys that they would say the Packers could pick with the first overall pick and they'd be happy with them, you know. Um but but it's it's the it's these kind of these kind of uh situations that make the draft i think fun with the strategy and stuff behind it. Let let me ask you guys this this question kind of um kind of kind of off topic away from uh from the actual position group itself but i, I just want to want to get your guys' opinion on it because uh you you're a little bit more in touch with how how it works um with the position group like this for the packers where you you guys have kind of said it you don't know what Joe Barry's de- defense is going to look like yet Um, You don't really kind of know exactly – I don't want to say needs, but, you know, there's going to be positions that are valued more differently than they would be in a Mike Pettin-style defense. So when when you're in that kind of position, does that change how you guys sort of prognosticate or project what the Packers might be looking for or looking at uh, when it comes to guys on the defense? Like, does it change – how you kind of uh, would predict like a, like a mock draft or or trying to predict what the uh, the way the Packers might might go?
5: Yeah, I think a big one for me is the safety group. I think it's easy, obviously, they they have the best duo in my opinion. I'm sure others as well. And Darnell Savage and Adrian Amos, where that's not going to be on the radar of a lot of folks. But in this Joe Barry defense, that safety position is really it's really taxed. They're really stressed with what they're asked to do. They play light boxes, so those safeties have to play close to the line of scrimmage as part of the reinforcement against the run. You need reliable tacklers. But obviously as well, they need to function in coverage. So you need that versatile defender. And so they have Amos. They have Savage. And I think we could see Savage in the slot more this season as well, which may take him away a little bit from those responsibilities. Will Redman, I mean, we know who he is. He's primarily a special teams player. There's a lot to like about Vernon Scott, but still a seventh-rounder and unknown. Henry Black, he flashed in his little playing time as well, but an undrafted rookie. You know, relying heavily on those guys, and again, we're on the outside looking in. We don't know where they're at developmentally, but there's obviously some risk that comes with that. So I know safety doesn't come up as a big need, but if someone like Trayvon Morig from TCU's at 29, I wouldn't be surprised at all. You know, free safety, in the slot, box just incredibly versatile i think he'd be a good fit in this defense and honestly with his skill set he'd be a good fit in any defense but that's one of those selections where safety's not on the radar but if he's available and they took him i would absolutely get it and i would i would be a fan of it as well
4: yeah um okay so let's uh i guess let's let's kind of we'll put a cap on it then with this with this group cuz like you said there's not there's not much to talk about is there is there a guy for you guys that we haven't touched on yet that you that you, I don't know if you want to call a draft crush or, you know, despite, despite the, whatever uh, big butts are, are sitting out there that you're saying, you know, if, if things fell the right way and he ended up as a Packer, I would like this or I'm excited to see what he could do at the NFL level. Do you guys have any, any player from this group that kind of, that kind of fits that mold, Mark? Um, nah,
2: all right. I'm I'm going to throw one name out that we haven't mentioned who yeah. I, don't know, I have no idea where he's going to go. Cause I've, the, the, the scouts, the, the even the media types that do that, are, they're so mixed on him. But he would be a good fit, I think, if, if he fell far enough. Is uh Jay to again these names? Is it Tufili from USC Southern Cal? Mm-hmm. Um, he's a guy. Some people love him. Uh, others say you know day three. Um, but he's uh, you know he played last year, but he's only you know he played eighteen games and then he opted out. Um he was gonna come back. He was he's kind of he seems like he's a little he was gonna play it and he wasn't gonna play it and which that doesn't scout's not like that. Um but he has talent. I mean he's he's got good size, six two, three thirteen, he ran like a four under a four nine, I think. Um what's his
5: RAS? You did, did you have him, Paul? Six point four six. That's not that's not good, right? For that's yeah, below the eight mark, but Yeah. yeah. Take it as you will. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, you know, I mean, again, I don't.
2: It's, I don't even. I, don't, I would not be upset if the Packers didn't even take a defensive lineman at all, and then signed, brought back Snacks Harrison or something, or or signed the.
5: Mm-hmm.
8: The guy, you know, I
2: want? I want that guy that, that the Raiders cut. He he hasn't signed with anybody yet, has
5: he? Yeah, he just signed with uh, San Francisco. Raiders. Oh, yeah, he did sign with the Niners. Yeah, on Thursday course. or Friday.
2: Um well, there you go. I guess I'm not getting him uh, <laughs> but I mean there there will be guys out there. I mean i mm-hmm. I almost think they'd be better off with a veteran at this point. a cheap veteran, a guy you can get you know because now put it this way after the draft if if you're still unsigned after the draft, you're probably getting a one year minimum deal with some incentives, right? right. I mean, no one's got a big time deal after the draft. Right. And I think they probably they might be better off with that because I mean they're basically they're kind of young there anyway. I mean even Kenny Clark is still young, believe it. Or not. I mean what's he twenty four now, twenty five? Um, you know Kiki, I think Kiki's a good player. I really do. I don't. It's a shame he he, he had those those concussions last year. I, I I think he was starting to put together some pretty good back to back games. Um, I, I just think you know keep him healthy. And you have a pretty good player next to Kenny Clark.
4: Yeah, Paul.
5: I mean, I think I already gave mine away in Bobby Brown. Yeah. I just like the value and the the fit that he brings. I got him in the fourth. I got him. There we go. Because I'm just I'm just not terribly in love with any of the top picks, and I and I just think that there's other there's better value out there. Uh, but I actually did have a note on Snacks Harrison because I do think that that is a potential option. If they get through the draft and they don't have anyone, which is very likely in play. But he's someone who would come in again. He's known as a run stuffer. Not the same player that he was a handful of years ago, but he can still fill that, that niche role in this defense and provide that veteran stability, which is really what this unit needs right now. At the beginning of the show, I went through kind of just the lack of depth overall. So it would provide some nice stability, although it wouldn't be flashy by any means. But, hey, nothing the Packers have done this offseason has been.
3: We'll bring Aaron
2: Jones back
5: once. Oh, that's true. My be, bad. Right. I apologize, Aaron Jones. That is true.
2: Another kid to keep an eye on, and I know they like them. He he was looking good in camp. Now, again, last year was such a crazy, you know, we, we never had a year like last year where there was no preseason games that abbreviated. it not even full camp, Um, but the kid from Rutgers, Pavilion. Um, I know the writers that that covered the team, they were writing some nice things about him during camp. I mean, he has some quickness to him. I mean, he's kind of a poor man's Kingsley Kiki, if that's – I mean, the fifth-round pick isn't exactly a rich man, but, (laughs) um, again, I don't want him out there, you know, 40, 50 snaps a game, but I think he could be a a piece – you know, come in and give you ten to twelve snaps a game just to give a guy a a break. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he's I think he's going to get a long look in this camp, and hopefully they'll there will be a, a real camp this summer and and you know actual pre. I never thought I I'd, I I'd, God I've, I've done this for thirty some years thirty six years now I never thought I'd ever say I want to see preseason games because I dreaded preseason <laughs> games for most of my life. I mean they were just you know a pain to cover and you know they're all at night. Um, but no, I mean, these a guy like him needs to play in a game to 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 show what what he can or can't do. Just mm-hmm. like a lot of them. like uh, you know, the, the the two safeties you mentioned, Scott and Black, you mm-hmm. know, they they could use a a full preseason. Um, and then and then there's that lo- love guy, you know, you I wouldn't mind seeing him play a little bit.
5: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I mean, that's an important part to remember in all of this. How. You know, we don't know where any of these guys are at developmentally. I've talked about the offensive tackle position or written about it a ton and just my concern overall. But, you know, I don't know where Nijman's at. I'm just speculating based on what we've seen, which is very little to nothing. You know, so that's I think that's just an important part to keep in mind. If the Packers don't do something or they do do something, it is showing their hand a little bit to perhaps how they feel about those guys already on the roster. And I think the receiver position from last year is a prime example of that. Everyone's freaking out. They go out and have the top scoring offense in football last year. Just because of the faith that they had in their guys,
2: and they know, and they at least they get to they see practice every day at least, right? So they know we don't see any of that, obviously. Mm-hmm. Even the even the guys that cover the team only see like ten minutes of practice or something now. So, yeah, I mean, they like like you said with with a guy like uh, Nima, we don't. He might if, if, well we'll know this. This draft will tell us. Exactly what they think of certain. If they if they don't draft a tackle, mm-hmm. they think Nima's pretty good. Mm-hmm. They think he's he's good enough that that he can help them and play, you know. Um, or and I said this before, they might think Jenkins is the, is the right tackle of the future. They really, you know, if if they don't draft a tackle, and they and they do draft a center or a guard in the first, you know, four rounds, mm-hmm. then they're definitely telling us that Jenkins is I You know, I. I I kind of I started to think a little bit that way last year when they didn't draft a tackle and drafted three interior guys late. That yeah. maybe, maybe they think Jenkins can go outside. Yeah, that's true. I, don't, I mean, we'll know. I mean, if they don't draft a safety somewhere, then they they think Scott <laughs> and or Blacker can can handle the job. You know, mm-hmm. uh, and if they you know if they if they do draft whatever, then they're telling you what it, this. It, I can't wait. This draft's gonna be. Very
4: interesting. This is the fun part, yeah. This this is, yeah. this is this is this is exactly the fun part. It's we do all the mock drafts we want and everything, but once you start getting into it, like I like you just said, um, you can you can start to just once you try to just get into the mind of of the GMs and stuff like that. That's when it gets fun. It's just trying to read read what it all means and mm-hmm. uh, yeah. This, and this
2: the way the Rose will tell you things too. I mean, right? I think the Packers, as much as they like Jordan Love, and Obviously, liked them enough to go up and get him. If the draft had gone a little bit differently, you know, if I don't know, if San Francisco doesn't trade up and and take Brandon Ayuk, and he they, the Packers might have taken him instead. Yeah,
5: there was like a there was like a legit report that they were like trying to move up for Ayuk, but the Niners jumped them. Like there was a legit report about that.
2: Right. I'm, or anybody. I mean, or even in the second round, if one of the guys, you know. Would have fallen. I mean, I don't think the Packers went in the the last year's draft saying we're not taking a wide we're just not taking a wide receiver. I think at at whatever what did they pick last year? Was it twenty when they moved up to twenty-six? They didn't mm-hmm. feel there was a wide receiver worth the twenty-six pick.
6: Mm-hmm.
2: Right or wrong, they just but they didn't think that. And then by the time they picked in the second round, there wasn't a wide I mean, most of the top ones were gone. And then like uh like they told us publicly later. After that, they didn't think there was anybody better than what they already had,
5: and there probably um, wasn't. That's stuff that
2: And I'm hoping, I'm, I'm really hoping this year to, it, like, you know, and I don't think it will because there's, there's so many good, good corners in this draft. There'll be, there'll be somebody. There. I, I think there'll be a corner there at 29. And again, if not, they'll, they, they should get a corner in the first, either at 29 or move up from 62 or something. I, you know, I'll be, I'll be really disappointed and surprised if they don't take a corner.
5: Yeah, the big difference between this year and last year, like receiver was the biggest perceived need on the outside for the Packers, but for the future, like the coming year, this one, it wasn't, you know, they're still fine with who they have, cornerback and receiver this year for the Green Bay Packers. Those are future needs as well. So I think that should leave folks optimistic that they're going to hopefully address both of them somewhat early on.
2: Want to hear who I took in my draft? Yeah, let her rip. Yeah, I I, if they, um, I was really happy with this. <laughs> now again, I was doing it, so I guess I should be. But I got <laughs> I got Newsome in the first round, which I was. I don't think he's going to put a gun to my head. I don't think he's going to be there at 29. But he but he was, so I took him. I came back in the second and got the tackle from from Clemson, Carmen. Oh yep, who I like who I like a lot, especially at 62. Mm-hmm. I got uh, Nico Collins from Michigan in the third round. And I got your boy Bob. I I only went four four rounds. I didn't want to go five six seven. And in the fourth round, I got oh I got um another corner, uh, Rodarius Williams, who I don't think will be there. I mean I think he's pretty good. So I got him in the fourth round, and then I took Bobby Brown in the fourth round.
5: I like that. And Nico Collins just oozes Green Bay Packer six That's four two fifteen, super athletic. <laughs> Michigan they they like Michigan. National. Yeah, exactly. And Rodariet, like he's incredible. I was actually just looking up his numbers today ironically. He has over 2900 career snaps. Like a four-year starter at Oklahoma State.
2: Yeah, well, I mean like again, I and this is why I don't usually do those, but I said, ah, everybody else is doing it. Let me just see what it's like." I don't think any of those guys are going to be here from right where I got them.
4: <laughs> I, really I love, them. I, love I love what you said about Nico Collins. It feels like that there's every team has sort of a a mold. Like mm. if there's a player that's in the draft, you just end up being there. Like the Patriots love short little white wide receivers out of you know D three colleges, and if there's a, a second tier Michigan wide receiver, it just screams Green Bay, <laughs> Green Bay Packer. Um, I, I'll say I I love doing those mock draft simulators. I did one. I, I used to do them like just when I had downtime. I'm like I'll just go on there, mess around, just just see what the hell happens. That's yeah, what I I I love it. I had to put a stop to it, though. Last week, I did one. I'm not kidding you. At 29, I drafted Justin Fields. And I was like, all right, either I'm drunk or the yeah. simulator's drunk. I need to take a break.
5: <laughs> Dan Dan just wants chaos. He's like the joker.
4: Just chaos is a ladder, man. <laughs> not a pit. It's a ladder. Um. All right. So, guys, I, I think we, we've covered pretty good the uh, the defensive line group here for the Packers. And uh, what it looks like coming up into the draft, uh, again one to keep an eye on. That uh, you know, especially especially one in the, in the day three when on Saturday when you're eating brunch and uh, drinking mimosas and have the draft on in the background. Looking keep an eye out for uh, a possible defensive lineman to to sneak in there somewhere in green and gold. Wait, um, drinking what? Mimosas.
2: No, that day I'll, I'll be drinking mint juleps.
4: <laughs> oh, I'll,
6: of, of, good, no, of course.
4: About. <laughs> <laughs> A thousand apologies. We're wearing a funny hat. And, yes, you, know. <laughs> you are hundred percent correct. You are a hundred percent correct. <laughs> yeah, mint juleps on Saturday. Everybody, keep it in mind. Um, but so yeah, so uh, make sure you're sticking with us, guys. The rest of uh, the week, we're less than a week now until draft day. So this is when uh, you'll get the last little bits of tidbits. Uh, I think we're the last. Uh, we're the last true position group to t- to break down for you guys tomorrow. Uh, the crew is going to be looking at. Um, uh, draft sleepers, uh, which is always a fun one to to get into. The three guys, uh, Mike, Matt, and Gage, are going to take a look at those. So make sure you stick around tomorrow, and then uh, there'll be plenty of stuff leading up to it. Draft week with mock drafts, big boards, and everything else like that. And then uh, this, these three, us three, will be back uh, next Saturday, and uh, looking at we'll we'll have actual draft stuff to talk about. Uh, we'll we'll get to break down. I think the I think personally the best day of the draft. Is that Friday? Uh, the, the round two and three, you you get uh, you get the big home run swings out of the way, and two and three, that's when I think the fun really kind of uh, really kind of starts. So we'll get to break that down for you guys on next week's episode on Saturday. Uh, make sure that you're following us on Twitter at Packaday Podcast. Like, subscribe, rate, review all of that stuff with the podcast. Let your friends know about us. Tell them to listen to us as well. Um, you can find all three of us on Twitter as well. I'm on there at DK All the Way. Uh, guys, is there anything uh, will, uh Twitter, social media, you want to let people know about, and anything else uh, you want to plug at this time?
5: Uh, you can find me at Paul underscore Brettel, B R E T L. Uh, two recent articles I had at Cheesehead TV on Friday. I we all know the Packers love that big-bodied receiver. I mean, we just talked about it with Nico Collins. But if there's a year to break away from that mold, that six foot plus, 200 pound plus mold, I, I think it's this one. This year's class of receiver is loaded with slot guys, gadget guys. And as we've seen in the floor offense, those type of players can thrive and play an important part. So I know it goes against the grain for the Green Bay Packers traditionally, but if there's a year to break that mold, you know, shed a few inches in height. 10, 15 pounds. Ah, that's all right. This is a year to do it. And then Saturday at Dairyland Express, I have my six predictions for the draft. And they're realistic ones. Not doing anything bold, but... You think Justin
2: Fields 29? <laughs> yeah. yeah.
5: Trading up for Trevor Lawrence, number one. Yeah. <laughs> but six realistic, realistic to me, predictions for the draft.
2: All right, Mark? Yeah, you can find me on Twitter, MarkEckle08. Um up now, on, I'm on Packer Report. I have the uh, cornerbacks um, through the eyes of scouts, um, ranking them. I, actually, I've, I've been doing top five at every position, but there were so many good corners and such a need for the Packers that I did top ten. So that's up there now. Next week, I'll have um, I'll wrap it up on Monday with the top safeties. Since Paul thinks they're going to take a safety, that might be worth looking into <laughs> as well. Uh, and then I do my mock draft. I only do one and I do it the day of the draft. So it'll, it'll appear Thursday. And Paul, uh, I don't know if Dan knows about this, but Paul and I have a way of bringing out news of the Packers. So mm-hmm. since we're doing, um, Saturday, which would be to talk about Friday's picks, mm-hmm. that's what we'll probably trade out of the first round and get a couple extra second and third round picks. So we'll have the big show because that's what, that's what happens with us. We get all the news.
4: <laughs> like all the news. All the, yeah. Good, uh, yeah, you know what, that, it's it's kind of a joke, but yeah, you're right. There's probably a, a 50-50 chance that we're going to be breaking down all of the Packer picks, the first Packer picks, on that Saturday episode next week, because there's a good chance that we don't even pick on on Thursday. Uh, well, now that I
2: said that, I'm thinking, you know what, right. just, to, just to mess with us, they're going to trade their first, second, and third round picks. <laughs> you know, we're going to have nothing to talk
5: about. <laughs> and, and the magic that Mark was alluding to is us just being benefits of the Green Bay Packers making all of their free agent transactions at 4.30 on Friday afternoon. <laughs> <laughs>
6: yeah, we, we were on a roll
5: for a
2: while. We, still um, have guys guys that we wanted to do that we never did because we didn't have to <laughs>
4: Makes it easier. It definitely makes it a hell of a lot easier when the Packers news breaks. You're like, oh, all right, just talk about that for thirty minutes. Even coaching hires, right? Did they hire
2: Barry on a for us and stuff too, or whatever? I mean, they did a lot. Yeah, did
4: a they lot did. yeah. things worked
2: out pretty well this offseason. Yeah, I got, uh, I got well, to be on. One uh, more thing, we got. I'm sorry, go ahead.
4: No, go, no, no, finish up.
2: You know, I know everybody probably knows it, but in case you, you're just listening to. The Pack a Day podcast went over to a thousand mark this week, which is mm-hmm. incredible, and it, and just a just a, a credit to Andy,
4: for sure. For all of us,
2: but Andy especially for getting this going. Um, this is an amazing. I think it's an amazing feat that every day there's a you know every day for over a thousand days now.
4: No, you're right. Mark highlight that it should be highlighted almost every single day, at this point because it's it's an outstanding feat to do this every just. I think about that every single day. I remember recording my very first episode and, and dropping it, and and now at a thousand episodes, we're talking about this. It, it's it's insane what what's what's happened so far. Um, it's crazy, I, I, but it's and fun. They're it's, I mean, and they're good shows. I mean, great shows. It, I mean, really we've fun. got this is some. This is literally this isn't just a, a run of the mill. You know, guys recording out of their basement over <laughs> you know over Zoom like this. Is, the, these these guys. Our whole team, they're ballers, man. Um, Yeah, you're right. So uh, you highlight it every day if you're you're on here. Um, I I was going to say my my only other thing to plug, uh, if you're watching that first uh, night of the draft on Thursday, I'll be hosting a live stream uh, for Game on Wisconsin on all of our channels uh, starting at 8 o'clock. We'll have uh, tons of different guests to break down different teams' picks. We'll also be joined – uh, by Packers tight end and gadget player, I guess uh, Josiah DeQuar is gonna join us on our live stream yeah. on uh yeah. on Thursday. So tune us on in the in the background while you have the game on or the the game feels like a game. Uh, the draft on the TV. So hope you tune into any of that. Check out all the stuff that we just talked about here. Uh, it's all good stuff. Uh, but until next week, everybody. Next time we talk to you, we'll actually have draft picks to to discuss. Looking forward to that. But until then, go pack go.